Hey, what's up? This is Christopher Stolle of Realm of the Mist Entertainment. The podcast you are listening to is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com. That's s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and information on those shows, as well as information and an ability to contact publicist Steve Joyner for more information. Just go to the website and check out the family, ladies and gentlemen. Until then, enjoy the show. Listening to Scott H. Silverman's Happy Hour, a podcast released on the first three Wednesdays of the month. Family crisis, relationship crisis, addiction crisis, no two crisis situations are the same. They vary by family, individual, and relationship. They can encompass complex family dynamics, emotional distress, anger issues, and entitlements, and often involve substance abuse. This podcast addresses these issues and others surrounding the addiction epidemic currently plaguing this country and the world. There is hope and help. Are you stuck, scared, or unsure of what to do next? If a situation with a loved one, spouse, or even a child has started to spiral, possibly becoming dangerous or threatening, it's time to seek help. My name is Scott H. Silverman. I help families navigate crisis situations. I'm the person you turn to in order to get you and your loved ones unstuck. Welcome back to the show. This is Scott H. Silverman's Happy Hour, and I'm Michael Glenn Moore. I'm Scott's co-host, his announcer, and producer. And I don't say a lot, but I'm here, just in case. Scott, how are we doing today? Michael, we're doing great. We're actually doing really well. It's... uh, 88 degrees here in my little studio in Southern California, and uh, the, the weather's beautiful, and you know, we're in uh, some unusual times. So, but we'll get started. And uh, again, this is uh, Scott Silverman, Scott H. Silverman. Put that H in there because my buddy in Japan doesn't like getting my emails. And I want to welcome you to the happy hour. We call it the happy hour because we, uh, first of all, it's only 30 minutes, but back in my day, that's all I needed to get happy was a half an hour. But we call it an hour because Michael likes to do some post-production work after we uh, put our content together with our special guests. My contact info, for those of you who may or may not have it, is uh, area code 619-993-2738. That's 619-993-2738. That's my direct line. Please call or text me anytime or go on to yourcrisiscoach.com. Well, we have a, a nice review, and Michael sent it to me, so I wanted to read it today. And, it, you know, don't, don't suspect that I wrote this. This actually came in from someone with initials uh, named India LK. And it says, Scott provides an expert perspective on addiction. Based on his own personal journey, he has made it his mission to help people who are struggling with addiction who find themselves in a family crisis. I have witnessed his gift as a coach and a family navigator firsthand, and I can assure you he knows his stuff. Well, thank you so much, India. That was really, really nice of you and really appreciate that support. So for those of you who haven't reached out, 
And my goodness, during these times, we, we certainly all could use a friend. And speaking of these times, if nobody minds, I'd like to take 30 seconds and just let everybody close their eyes, take a deep breath, and go wherever you need to go, and just sit still if you have to. So 30 seconds for those who are suffering right now and our country and the world. Think about them and how they need our thoughts and prayers. Okay. Thank you for that. Well, today we have a special guest. I'm going to read this because there's, and there's some words here, Lynn, that I may need some help with. Okay. Lynn, Lynn Darman is a psychic medium born with clairvoyant and that, what is that, Clara? Clairaudient. Clairaudient. Uh-huh. Okay, that was my tough one. And precognitive, <laughs> precognitive abilities. Now, some of you are thinking, hey, I need a dictionary for this. Don't worry, Lynn's going to explain it all. She first became aware of this gift at age five, which was just, what, 22 years ago? It's awesome. A few years ago. <laughs> As she grew older, her abilities developed receiving messages from the other side, first from family members who passed, and then messages from loved ones of people around her. Lynn describes this gift of guidance from a spirit as second sight. During a reading, Lynn will take you on a journey from your past where she will peek into your childhood to present and offer you channeled guidance from spirit as you continue on your spiritual path into your future. Serving as a conduit between the spiritual world and this world, Lynn conveys messages from those who have passed with the intention of providing validation, healing, and further guidance to their loved ones here. Lynn's been featured on ABC's 2020, The Dr. Oz Show, The Huffington Post, AOL, Yahoo News, The Oakland Press, The Detroit News Free Press, The Detroit Jewish News, My Magazine, Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, The Lisa Bozen Show, and has been featured in recently published book, Everyday Oracles by Ann Bollinger McQuaid. And now she's going to be appearing on Scotty Silverman's Happy Hour. Yes, we'll I do, will. <laughs> I'm really happy we'll, to be here. <laughs> yeah, well, which will do some unusual things to her bio. By the way, something I looked up and found out that you call yourself or a name you use is Heaven Whisperer. I love that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's, um, that's my LLC. That's your LLC. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and we all know what that means. Love and luck coming towards you. Right. So before, before Lynn goes, I just want to share with you that my personal experience with Lynn, and she'll tell you a little bit about that as well, but she's spent time with me personally. She has met my children and my wife and has spent time with them. I think my sister-in-law and everybody, once they heard what we had heard, and my daughter was funny, the youngest, um, said, you know, dad, you have so much on Facebook. How does she really know or how do we know that she really knows what she picked up was something that we don't already have out there and then when she met Lynn and Lynn spent time with her she called me in tears and Aww. said I am so upset I waited so long to talk to Lynn what she Aww. shared with me and how she touched me in my heart was incredible and when your baby cries like that it's hard not to be touched <laughs> ladies and gentlemen I appreciate that say hello to and Lynn say hello to our guests this is Lynn Darman. Hi, thanks so much, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. And I had no idea that she reacted that way. So I'm really grateful to hear that. What my intention is with, with the readings, with the sessions, is to bring, you know, a measure of guidance, a measure of healing and comfort um, to our loved ones down here in, in this uh, world that we live in, in this 3D world from our loved ones who have passed on. So that's exactly the intention that we set forth 
um, in a reading. So I'm really touched. I'm really, uh, thank you for, for telling me that. That means a lot. Yeah. That really means a lot to me. So, so Lynn, tell us, what is a medium? And, and what is the difference, let's say, between a psychic and the word medium? Because I think, I think most people are, are uncertain about it, unless they've had some experience with it. And what we're hoping to do, and the reason that we've brought you here today is with what's going on in the world, my sense is your level of building bridges and connectivity could be one of the most powerful experiences anyone could have in this kind of environment. I mean, most of us have the traditional ways of, you know, whatever it is we use to connect to a higher power, whatever we do spiritually, meditation, breathing, taking walks, mm-hmm. exercise, choosing gluten-free diets or going for, you know, two pizzas in a night, whatever we do. But what you do is so special. Would you oh, explain the difference that. between medium and a psychic uh, and, then, sure. and then more about what a medium is? Because that's what you are. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I am. I'm a medium, um, a psychic medium. So uh, as we say, you know, every uh, medium is a psychic. Not every psychic is a medium. Um, mediumship is all about uh, spirit connection, communication. It is being a conduit between this physical world that we live in and the world that our loved ones transition to when they pass on. And the one thing that I want to make very clear and that I always try to educate people, I always try to um, explain, is that there's nothing about mediumship. It's, it's nothing magical or mystical or, you know, magic. It's, it's energy. Um, and it's that when we leave this physical world, we shed our body, our physical body, that we do shed, but energy doesn't die. And so we just elevate to a higher frequency, to a higher plane. And um, so because energy doesn't die, we just elevate to a higher frequency. They are loved ones who have passed on, who have, you know, um, gone to higher places, to a higher elevated place. They do continue to communicate with us. And so what I do as, you know, one who I have one foot in one world, one in the other, um, I, tr- I work on elevating my frequency every day. Um, and certainly when I, when I have a reading, when I do a session with a client and, um, they in turn will try to lower their frequency to meet me and, um, and convey messages. And it is whatever I see, hear, or feel. So it is clairvoyant is clear. What is called clear seeing clairaudient is what I hear clairsentient claircognizant is what I feel. So it's all simultaneous. While I see something, a vision, almost sometimes like a video clip, I will hear something, someone's name. I will feel their personality. I will feel whatever emotion they're trying to convey. Like I said, it's, it's, uh, it does provide, the intention is that it does provide a measure of healing through the grief process. It provides a measure of validation that our loved ones are still with us. Uh, it provides comfort. But more than that, I do believe that our loved ones then join uh, what I call our spiritual support team up there. And we do have our angels, guardian angels, spirit guides. I believe in all of that. And they join that group to help us move forward. What is it that they want to share with us to help us move forward in our lives, to help us move forward in our, on our journeys? And that's the deeper part of it. That's so, the deeper so, part. So tell a, um, a simple-minded guy, when, when you go... And, and a lot of your work is done. How much of your work's done in person? Obviously, right now it's tougher, but it, uh, versus being on the phone with someone, how does that 
transition for you and it, how does it, that work? There is absolutely no difference at all um, in person, face to face, on the phone. Somebody could be uh, halfway around the world. I have clients all over the world, um, clients in the US and clients in India, South Africa, the UK, Thailand. Um, so it, it's not dependent, I guess I want to say, on proximity. Energy okay. is energy, and you don't have to be right there to to connect or to 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 uh, convey messages. So a lot of your work actually can be done by phone, maybe, and obviously by Zoom and, and Skype mm -hmm. and other ways as yeah. well, and FaceTime. And, and Right. And especially in today, you know, what's, what's going on today with the pandemic, uh, a lot of what we've been doing has been remote. Got it. Mm -hmm. So so tell me when somebody, like we're talking right now, uh -huh. if, if I were to say to you, looking at Michael, because I kind of know what his future looks like because I know him a little bit, but if you were to to engage or he would engage with you because it's not like you flip a switch and go okay you know the orchestra starts how, do, how does that process start for you i mean how does that you know the engagement uh, platform well begin? yeah so sense? it does start you know i always do start with a meditation prayer just before i meet with a client um and then it's just the energies very often they will show me generations if i feel an energy above them it's a parent grandparent aunt or uncle if i feel an energy right next to them at their level it could be somebody of their generation, give or take a few years. It could be a spouse or a sibling, a, a friend, cousin, like that. And if I feel an energy below them, it could be that of a child. So they will feel, I will, you know, start to feel generations. They will uh, do that. So around Michael, you know, there's just a really strong male energy around him, but he feels like he's somebody of his generation. So Michael, I don't know if you have a brother who is on the other side or a male cousin. Or, I do you know, have a somebody, brother who passed away in 82. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, so he's the very first one that I'm sensing. Feels like there's maybe a few years uh, age difference between the two of you, couple, two, three years like that. That's correct. Yeah, and so that's how it, that's how it works. It just, you know, it's just, um, they take advantage of this moment, for example, and um, they'll just let me know, you know, if I start to sense, like I said, male energy right next to Michael, meaning somebody of his generation, but a little bit older, I believe. Is that correct, Michael? Right. He's two years older than me. Yeah. A couple, two, three years older. And, um, and so that's what his brother wants to let me know. You know, and then as we go further, you know, then perhaps he'll convey a name or uh, how he passed. So that's generally what they do is they let us know how uh, they passed, who are they with on the other side, who um, what did they enjoy in life? They continue to enjoy today. Um, it feels like, was it sudden around your brother, Michael? Yes, it was. It was. Very yeah. Quick, was he, yeah. yeah. Was he alone at the time? Yes, he was. When he passed? Yeah. yeah. So that's, those are just some of the details that I'm picking up on. And when I, my hands will also start um, speaking to me. So while I'm doing a reading also, I do a lot of writing and it's just a lot of scribbling and sometimes things come up on paper that I'm not otherwise aware of. A name might come up, a date, a symbol, they speak to me in symbols. Um, and my, my hands will also start talking to me. So sometimes, you know, my, I, I'm not even aware that I'll do something with my hands um, and I'm not aware, but when I start tapping my chest like this or want to tap my chest, it means 
you know, first he's showing me a small circle. And when I see a small circle, it means he was alone um, at the time that he passed. And I'm, I'm so sorry, Michael, about that. Um, and then when I start tapping my chest, he's making me feel like he's taking a little bit of responsibility for the way he, he crossed over, um, you know, like that. So, but it feels like it was sudden. Um, yeah, I, I want to remind the, the listeners that I've not met Lynn before. This is the first time uh -huh. we've talked. And so well, far, she's, everything she said has been right on the money. I mean, I want to tell her what, what happened, but I want to see more, you know, about right. what she can get. Right. So it's just, <laughs> do you have a mother figure on the other side, Michael? Not yet. My grandmother. Oh, your grandmother. Okay. okay. Cause there's a very strong maternal energy coming through. Who's letting you know that, that uh, she received your brother, you know, so he is not alone on the other side. So that's just basically how, you know, how that works basically. Yeah. Well, let me go ahead and tell you what happened was uh, in, uh -huh. in 1982, he committed suicide. Okay. So, and he was That's alone in his car and he, at intersection mm -hmm. and he decided to go ahead and take his life then and he I'm shot so himself. Sorry. So that's I'm everything you said was just right on the money. Right. I'm so sorry. And that's why he's um, taking responsibility. He wants to convey that um, he is taking responsibility for the way he crossed himself over voluntarily. And the intention certainly was never to hurt anyone or, um, you know, and, and the one thing that I know those who um, do voluntarily cross themselves over, the one thing they don't want is for their loved ones who remain behind to hold that in their heart as a responsibility of something they, they didn't address or they didn't do or they didn't, you know, they overlooked or it's, 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 it all happens. Sadly, it does all happen the way it was, it was supposed to, that it was written. And so, yeah, that's part of it too. You know, and that's sometimes very often what they want, part of the, the message they want to convey is that there was nothing anyone could have done here to have prevented that. Well, that's helpful to know. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Of course, of course, thank you. Well, that certainly yeah. wasn't planned. So let no, me go. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michael, I no, didn't mean sure to put wasn't. you on this one. <laughs> But uh, you know, I you know when she started moving her hands, you know, you're funny when you talked about uh, how it, this starts to happen. You start tapping your hands, which is why I, I think I've heard you share that before. And I thought one day when we we physically meet, uh, I'm not going to let you drive because if you get going and you <laughs> are tapping your hands, I know my hands go all. We'll be hitting, we'll be hitting the telephone poles. So, so right. why why would anyone go to see a medium, Lynn? So during the grief process, uh, typically people will come to see a medium just for validation. They want to know that their loved ones are still around. And I certainly, with the losses in my life, I certainly understand that, you know, as we, as we process uh, their, the loss and we process the grief, it's so hard to separate from the physical. It's, it's so difficult. We, we miss the feel of them, but they're, they're, the scent, their very essence. We miss that so much. And we, we need to know, it's just so comforting to know that they're still with us. And at the same time, there are people that come in and they feel like they hadn't, you know, there, there has to be some healing, a form of healing. They didn't get to say they were sorry for something. They didn't get to close the loop. They didn't get to have those final words. Um, and what I think people don't expect is, um, what they don't expect is that then our loved ones, like I said, they remain to help us move forward. What's going on in your life currently? What are the challenges in your life? What do they know? They, and they do know what's going on, you know, that, and they'll validate that. They'll validate that with details. 
Um, and so how do they want to help us? You know, so they'll show us possibilities. They'll show us, you know, how we can overcome some of these obstacles and challenges. And um, uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very, very helpful. Very helpful. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you and my eyes are, are welling up with tears and you know, this is going to sound strange, but it feels like, and you know, no, no one knows this about you until you tell them, but it feels like your mom is sitting here right with me watching, yeah. <laughs> watch, watching you. And you know, I've never met your mom and I know you lost her recently and yeah. it just, it feels, I've got, I've got goosebumps thinking about it. And um, cause I, I, I know I, I, the, the, what's happening to me now, it's not just me that she's here. She's here with us. And yeah, she's, she's, she's actually right up there. Yeah. Her, I'm looking at her picture. She's right next to me. So, yeah, but I feel I like she's sitting, she's sitting next to me watching you thinking yeah. it's about time this girl got out there and started to uh, <laughs> right. let the world know that she's, uh, yeah. she's going to make a big, big difference. And you already have, oh, I know I you have, because you've it. touched a lot of people. And I just spoke to one of your good friends the other day. We both concluded that we're going to do an intervention on you to make sure that your level, oh. your, your <laughs> level of self-care starts to really oh, crazy. You. She goes, as soon as I get back from vacation, we're going to connect with Lynn and we're going to get her going on her path of self-care. Oh, that's wonderful. I appreciate that. She's so, amazing. She's she been does. an amazing, amazing support to me. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. So my next question for you is how do our loved ones in heaven, and you call it the other side, I, I assume you mean, well, when you say that, right. what, what do you mean? I don't want to. So, yeah. That. So I want to clarify that if I could, um, I call it the other side because just for clarity's sake, to make that distinction between this world and that world. But really, Scott, there is no other side. They're right here with us all okay. the time. They're just at a higher, it's almost like tuning into a radio frequency, like a CB radio. Mm -hmm. um, so I just use those words just, you know, to, for clarity's sake and just to make that distinction. Um, otherwise, yeah, they are here with us. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how did, did you get on this path? How did you, you start? How did this get going for you? I mean, I read your bio and as a young person, but something you know, get you up in the morning and drives you passion wise, like something drives me. And I know Michael has his drivers as well. Most of us do as human beings, but what, what's, what's driving you? What, what, what's, what got you on the path first of all? And then, then what kept you, what kept you going to get better at it? And why are you still doing it? And it feels like, in my opinion, if I were doing your reading that you're getting ready to your trajectory right now is pretty significant. And, you know, you and I've known each other for quite a few years and we've been avoiding yes. each other for a reason. I think the reason is, is that the planet's, um, having aligned and I, I really felt like they not only did they align but they've they've come together and they're you know having coffee somewhere together talking about what we're going to do together and I'm excited about it right <laughs> right so yeah so this has been a part of my life my whole life since I was a little girl so, so my first experience I think I was about five years old uh, when I I woke up one morning knowing that my grandfather had passed the night before and I felt responsible. I felt like I had to tell my mother, you know, and I didn't know how to break the news to her. And um, when I told her, <clears throat> she insisted that I'd had a bad dream. She insisted that, you know, her dad was okay. And back in the day, they lived in Europe. And back in the day, we didn't have the internet like we do now. They didn't have, um, you know, uh, text messaging and all of that. And it was telegrams. And about an hour after we talked about it, she did receive an, a, a telegram that her father had passed away. So this has been a part of my life, my whole life, through my teenage years, through my 20s. Um, 
And I was always, you know, I always kind of shoved it away. I kind of pushed it away. I don't think anyone ever grows up saying, you know, you hear people saying, when I grow up, I want to be a doctor. When I grow up, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a teacher. I don't think anybody ever says, when I grow up, I want to be a psychic medium. You know, it just sort of evolves. And how they got my attention finally, because I feel like it's been spirit knocking on my door for many, many years. And how they finally got my attention was when my daughter was born. And uh, something happened with her that uh, you know, I just had a very bad premonition that something was going to happen to her uh, with her health. And I took her to a hospital before she got sick because I felt that she needed to be in the hospital when she got sick because time was of the essence. And uh, take, trying to explain that to um, medical professionals and in the emergency room was was quite a task, but uh, they wanted to call it a psychiatrist. Actually, they did. They called a psychiatrist. Uh, but before for, the for you, correct? Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because they, they thought that I was suffering from postpartum psychosis, which, you know, I, I do respect that. I understand that, um, so, you know, uh, from their perspective. Uh, but before the psychiatrist could get there, another doctor came in and he asked me point blank. He said, what do you think is wrong with your with your daughter? And she was all 14 days old. And I looked at my baby and, you know, she looked right at me and I said, oh, we have to do a CAT scan of her abdomen. She now, you know, and, and as it turned out, she, they did listen, they did that. And an hour and a half later, she was in surgery. She had to have a, a portion of her colon removed. And it was, uh, she was in a very precarious place, very precarious. And um, I always say, you know, people say, oh, you saved your daughter's life. No, I didn't save my daughter's life. I, I truly feel guided. You know, I truly feel like spirit was the one that guided me to, to intervene and do that. And that's what really got my attention. You know, I think we all have that aha moment, that awakening, um, and that got my attention. And that's when I started to explore this more. And the more I explored, the more doors opened for me. And, um, and here we are. Here that's we are. It. Awesome story. So yeah. we're kind of wrapping up. So a couple okay. uh, more questions that I have for you is what are one of your regrets? One of my regrets? Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I, I gotta say, you know, I thought about this before. I really don't think, I don't feel like I have regrets. Could I have done things differently at times? Yes, but I don't believe, and I do say this to people, I don't believe that there are mistakes in life. I believe that every decision that we make uh, is supposed to teach us something. It's, it, it does take us through something we're supposed to learn and take us through an experience that is going to help us grow. Um, so I, I don't have regrets, but the one thing that I still kind of beat myself up on, you know, with, as doing this for a living and with my intuition, sometimes, you know, us human beings, we just have a really hard trusting ourselves. We have a, a hard time trusting our intuition and our gut. And that's our higher self speaking to us. That is spirit speaking to us, not just me, but all of us. We all have this intuition. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's easy for me to tell other people, just trust. When you get that gut feeling or that gut instinct, just trust. And yet, you know, here we are human beings. We always second guess ourselves. We, we doubt, we, you know, so I think that that's something that I continue to work on, even as a psychic medium. Well, good for you. Well, if, you know, if you're not yeah. moving forward, they say you're standing still. And if you're standing still, generally you're moving backwards. So what, what have I not asked you today 
that you would like me to ask you? Um, is it okay if I give my contact info? Can I do that? Of course, but you can do that in a oh. second. But, but, oh, okay. but yeah, no, absolutely, because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about you. When you put your information out there and people start to hear this, you're going to get uh, lots and lots of phone calls. But before we go oh. there, you're definitely going to do that. Is there a question I haven't asked you that you'd like? Um, is there something you'd like to share? Yeah, you know, you I, yes, there is. Yes. How can we speak to spirit? How can we speak to our loved ones without a medium? Okay. I would love to answer that question. And I tell people every day, I tell my clients every day, um, just speak to your loved ones. Just talk to them. Always. Just, they know, they remember us. Let's always remember them. They're always with us. Let's always be with them. They give do an, give an example. Let me interrupt. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Give an example when you say just talk to them. Because I don't want someone to go, what does she mean by that in my head? Okay. Do I write down? Do I send them an email? Tell, literally give yeah, a couple examples of what that means. Okay, literally, I'm in my car driving, and I'm always talking Great. to my mom. I talk to my dad. I talk. You, do to you say dad. it out loud? I do, either out loud or in my or or I think you know I think it, um, and I often ask for signs. Okay. I do because our loved ones will send us signs, and um, I always tell people uh, if you when you get a sign, you know if you think that something is a sign. Uh, from one of your loved ones who have passed, know that it is. If it even crosses your mind, and some of the signs that they send us very often, we find feathers, uh, pennies, we pennies from heaven, you know, and you find pennies and dimes on the ground. Uh, you get in your car and you turn on the radio and a song comes on that reminds you of your loved one, please know that that's not a coincidence. Um, uh, goodness, um, people get rainbows, you know, they, that they connect with, with their loved ones, a shape in the clouds, um, you know, things like that, things like that, a sign, a billboard. You know, and, and it doesn't like necessarily that. happen immediately. It may take a minute or two. It could happen later that afternoon. It could be in the evening. It could come right. in the morning when you wake up. Right. But when they dream of their loved ones, um, when you have a dream about your loved ones, those are not dreams. Those are called visitations yeah. very often. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last question. Okay. And then you get to uh, let us all know how to get a hold of you. Okay. If, if if you had a magic wand, if you had a magic wand, Lynn, what mm -hmm. would you like to do with it? I had a magic wand. Honestly, right now in the very present, there's, <laughs> there's been so much chaos in this world. I would just love for all of that to just go away. <laughs> That's what I would. Yeah, for right and I now. Think, and I think when you say all of it, we all kind of know exactly the, what you mean. Yeah, the chaos, the pandemic, the political stuff, the, all of it. And yeah. certainly everything, you know, I've worked with a lot of, of parents who have lost kids to addiction. So, and we didn't quite address that. And I, I was, I actually wanted to, um, and you know, that too, Scott. So, you know, everything that you do to help on that end is just so important because I receive it on the back end after, you know, and I do work with a lot of families who have lost kids and family members to, uh, opioid addiction and it's 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 very painful very oh i i, I hear you and, and yeah. look, we'll, we'll certainly have you back i think i don't think michael would disagree with that at all so do me a favor i would love that tell everybody share with everybody and take whatever time you need how do they reach you what are the different options and how they reach you what's the easiest way to reach you when are you reachable and what mechanism shall people use to reach you how's that for getting ready to tee it sounds up good go ahead <laughs> Okay, so they can reach me through my phone. My phone number is 248-860-1121. Email is contactus at lindarmone, 
lynn.com. So it's L-Y-N-N-D-A-R-M-O-N.com. Um, that's email. Uh, Facebook, either my personal Facebook of Lynn Darmon or Medium. Lynn Darmon is my business page. Uh, Facebook Messenger, text, uh, smoke signals, tele- tele- telepathically, any of the above. Give me a favor. Yeah. Give, your, give your phone number out. Go a little slower because I, okay. I, I, I sense that somebody out there was writing it down and they're probably going to be under the influence and they may need you to go real slow. I appreciate okay. it. So good, 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 my please. phone number is 248-860-1121. Awesome. Michael, uh, what have we not asked Lynn today that we should, and what would you like to share before we uh, you wrap it up and we go back to her for a closing uh, affirmation? Sure. Uh, first off, I want to remind our listeners that we this is our second episode that will be uh, sent out through video on YouTube. So if you'd like to see Lynn in person on, on the video and Scott and myself, go to YouTube and search Scott H. Silverman's Happy Hour. Lynn, something I was thinking about while you were talking, and I'm sure this has been asked several times, and that's why I want to go ahead and ask it, because I'm, I'm sure that if, if, if it's been asked before and if I'm thinking of it, somebody else might be as well. Have you been in a situation where you were out and about, uh, maybe shopping or whatever, and, and have been compelled to go over to somebody and just start talking to them? Yes, actually, that's happened several times. And I'm really um, kind of under the radar. I'm a pretty quiet person, so it's not my personality. But very often, spirit will actually come to me before I meet their loved one here. It's almost like they're making an appointment in reverse. And, and that's happened a couple of times. They come to me in the middle of the night or early morning hours, and they will let me know who they were, um, some distinct feature um, about them, and how they will guide me. I do trust that if I get information from spirit before I meet their loved one here on earth, I do trust that they will guide me to that person. And 100% of the time it happens. So um, I will be at a grocery store. I was out and getting my nails done um, a couple months ago when that happened. I found a family in Vegas. Um, I'm here in Michigan. I found a family in Vegas whose brother was very uh, persistent um, in spirit and guided me, you know, to his family in Vegas. Uh, so yes, that does happen. I, I'm not in the practice of going up to random people and saying, oh, you know, your grandmother is, you know, here. And I'm not, you know, I'm not in that practice. I'm not in the practice of doing that. But when spirit is that persistent, it's it's more than you, you know, it's bigger than you and you, you have to deliver, you know, you do deliver when you realize that they're open to it. Yeah, I was about to say that they have been yeah. perceptive when you when you approach them. Right. So that's yes. part of it that you know that they're going to be willing to, to hear what you have One, to say. Yes, 100%. I appreciate that question. Yeah. Okay, let's, um, let's go ahead and, and see. You have a quote for us to end the show today. Why don't you go ahead yes. and give the quote, and that will be it. Okay, great. Thank you. So uh, I had a really, you know, couple tough years <laughs> myself, and a really good friend of mine um, at the pinnacle of, like, this, the difficulty in my life, you know, the challenges. I lost a husband. I lost some family members. And a friend of mine, uh, sent me a quote, and it says, it goes, um, when you come to the edge of all of the light that you have ever known, and you're about to stand, step off into the darkness of the unknown, faith is knowing one of two things will happen. You will have something solid to stand on, or you will be taught how to fly. 
And I never forgot that. And it got me through a very tough time.